So how do we end emails appropriately from personal emails to business emails? We're going to be talking about the pros and cons of, of what you're saying and maybe a bit of a new way, a, a better way. Uh, before we get into that, we'll get into um, some clarity on what we're doing as far as bespoke business English with the goal of this podcast to give you guys a little bit more clarity, uh, get you on our socials as well as uh, give you some information about uh, the new structure of what we're going to be doing in the podcast and uh, what exactly is going to be the content coming forward and the structure in that. So before we get into that, of course, the intro. So welcome language professionals. My name is Dominic Chase and I'm a business English coach with seven years experience on the Polish market. The goal of this podcast is to help non-native English speaking business professionals develop their business personality in English. If you choose to follow us on LinkedIn, links are in the description, you'll see videos explaining specific grammatical elements that you can use to get the business advantage in English. All the podcasts will cover business concepts, educational theory, business English coaching advice that will be supported by five types of examples, simple examples, real world examples, extreme business and or personal examples so you can see how much range you can have with the language. Each podcast contains business vocabulary, sayings, specific vocabulary and general vocabulary specific to that topic to help you grow a little bit more in the language. You can also get specific vocabulary for free as a list by signing up to the Bespoke Business English website and going to the podcast page to download that vocabulary. So if you're ready to start to develop your business personality in English, your growth starts now. So guys, let's get some uh, business out of the way. So first things first, where have I been the last uh, three weeks? Well, um, I'm a little bit late with the posting. I apologize with uh, about that with the podcast for the simple fact that uh, I have a business and I have to run it. And I've been um, focusing lots of effort into that because I've had to do the SEO, um, translate the website into Polish, as well as add some more content to that, uh, putting in some efforts over on LinkedIn, of which um, it's important to talk to about that today as well. So uh, give you some information about that. I've been posting uh, some videos and whatnot and, and starting to generate some um, following, let's say, on LinkedIn. So I want to get you guys over on that, those socials if you're not on, on that. Um, and just trying to understand the algorithms, just trying to understand the, the how all this works and what's the best way uh, to do this. And so uh, I don't want to neglect the podcast because I do see the analytics and I see more and more people are, are listening in very uh, different regions. There's some person listening in Bulgaria and I want to say thank you for uh, for that. I've been to Varna. I've been to uh, Sofia, uh, um, uh Can't think of where else, but uh, thank you to my, my Bulgarian listener. Maybe you're in one of those cities. Yeah. So moving forward to the structure. Uh, so the structure of the podcast is going to change a little bit. I've actually, one of the reasons that I've been gone these three weeks, I was listening to the first five episodes that I produced. I was listening for the pros and cons of, of what I did and didn't do in that, uh, what made that particular episode or that particular segment good in, in my opinion and from the feedback that I'm getting back from you guys. Thank you again for that. I really appreciate it because it's helping me get a format, get a direction, have 
you know, a path to go down. And so uh, any and all feedback that you guys want to give, I want to say thank you for that in advance. Uh, thank you from the mountain. Yes. Um, so we're going to be covering business concepts. So specific business theory, and that could be, you know, any topics from any of the people who I follow. It's going to be your Tony Robbins, Gary V's, um, uh, Chris Voss, is, who's someone on the table right now. Uh, Patrick Bet David, because uh, I'll be um, starting that course in May for anyone who wants to join um, the specific course of, of going through Patrick Bet David's book and improving your English simultaneously. Um, but we're going to be covering those business concepts in the podcast. Also, some educational theory. For example, next week's podcast, uh, or rather, I, I mean, I plan on recording it immediately after this. Um, to get it up as soon as possible because I know I am behind. Uh, it is already um, template. Uh, I've already made a template for that. So everything is already in line to go, but that's what I'm telling you about right now. So uh, we're going to have some educational theory. And so this next podcast is comprehension skills versus application skills. And it also talks about the stages of educational development in an individual, specifically to reading, um, but is applicable in business, is applicable in any area. So we're going to go through that so you can uh, learn to be a little bit better of a leader, um, to see the skill sets of some individuals a little bit better um, and see what you are and what you aren't in the language by simply asking yourself certain questions. Um, for example, a good question that, you know, I, I would ask someone is, um, you know, is regarding your English skills to, to help you understand who you are in the language. The question is, are you learning to read or are you reading to learn and that's a very different concept and so some of you got that and it was easy and then so that lets you know you're in that higher category if you didn't get it that lets you know you're in that that lower half um why because you got to understand which verb uh, inflicts upon the other verb and so if i say to you um, that you're learning to read that means you're gaining the ability to to to, to read it's not that you have the ability to read and now you're using that ability to grow more as an individual. And this talks about the different stages and developmental growth of any individual in any different area. And that's the educational theory topic for next podcast. Um, so you can look forward to that um, as well as we're going to be covering this business coaching advice um, that I give you on which tenses you want to use, um, which grammatical elements you do want to use and which ones you want to avoid and that'll give um, us some parameters, some structure throughout that, regardless of what the topic is uh, in that structure. I'm going to be giving you five different types of examples. It's going to be a simple example, nothing crazy, very simple, you know, to make sure that you uh, get the basic understanding. There's going to be another example that'll be extreme so you can understand the complete opposite end. We're going to have a personal example so we can have some kind of story behind this, some structure to give, you know, some context. We have a business example um, and that business example, um, you know, for it, to make sure that we have the business context. And of course, a real world example that we can see some reality, something in real life actually happening in this context of this grammatical element or this business concept or this in educational theory that we're going to be discussing. And I think that gives us a path. Um, the structure to, to, to follow. And in addition, what's going to be um, throughout the each podcast, I've already mapped out some vocabulary that I'm going to be saying 
during the podcast, the key vocabulary that you really want to take away from this podcast so that uh, you can use that vocabulary to, to, again, develop your own business personality in the language. When I use that vocabulary, I'll make it a point to dis- describe it and, and give these examples. Um, I won't be able to go into explicit detail on every single one because then this podcast would be three hours long. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to test something like that yet, um, but as it stands, uh, I have four arguments from a podcast uh, for today uh, with the vocabulary and arguments and everything written out. And I'm just going to go through it as it is, uh, go through the vocabulary as it is, um, and we'll just see how long this ends up and we'll go from there. And if this ends up being two hours, then I may consider this, you know, uh, two podcasts for, for, you know, this month, as opposed to just a single one, if it's so long, let's see how it goes. Um, and again, uh, if you guys can give me some feedback to let me know, uh, if you like this structure, um, if you like how this is going to be, um, this is being implemented, uh, let me know that. And again, all of this vocabulary you can find on the bespoke business English website, uh, in a document that, that we've made for you, um, as of today, those are not up, um, but they'll be up very, very soon. We're, we're actively working on it. Uh, and this is a step to, to force us to get it up on the website. Yeah. Force us to be consequent. So, um, let's get into this. Yeah. So writing emails, um, it's complicated. Uh, you have a lot of good choices, you have a lot of bad choices, and you have some choices that you don't know that you have. And so we're going to go through these personal emails first. Um, and specifically, we're going to have this within the context of writing emails. Uh, if you do write letters, good job you. I highly recommend people to do write letters. Um, you know, once it's it's sanitary to do so, COVID and all that other good jazz. Um, but the idea of receiving a handwritten letter the letters that I have sent uh, have been received well, um, and I would definitely encourage, um, you know, to step a little bit away from technology and, and, and write someone a nice letter. Yeah. Uh, so how do we end emails? Uh, personal emails. Well, first, first, let's talk about this simple example. OK, first simple example is going to be love and, and so many personal emails. We think that to end it with love. Well, well, what's the the, the pro for that. Well, the pro is it is the right word. Okay. It's the right word in a personal letter saying that you love someone. The problem with that, the con is that it's repetitive. Um, repetitive means that we hear it again and again and again and again and again. It, it repeats. Um, you know, um, you're also going to have the problem when you write certain personal emails. Let's say this is not someone that you're actually in love with or, or a family member, someone close to you. When we write these personal emails or, or personal letters, we don't know how that person rates the words, you know. So, for example, let's say you said, um, you know, instead of saying love, you want something simple and you say like. Well, that's going to seem a little bit awkward. And this, this is the problem. This is the, the, the bad choices that you have in this, um, specifically when it comes to writing personal emails. Um, you know, and so I would say that you want to go a little bit different way than even going through the normal or, or cliched 
examples that we can find on websites and in documents, I would go with um, something a little bit more you, a little bit more um, personal. Yes, let's say you're um, writing someone who you are interested in and I don't know why you're writing this person an email. Maybe you found out this person is a reporter and you wrote her an email uh, because she met you in some diner and you had some ketchup on your face. And so in that personal email, what I would personally say is the guy with the ketchup on his face, um, as opposed to saying love, because that would be too much. And saying the guy with ketchup on his face, it, it gives her a memory to reflect upon, uh, to reflect. It's like to remember, but more than remember, when we reflect we're going to think uh, very intensely or something that takes a little bit more time. And so to reflect, I actually need to add to your vocabulary list because that wasn't originally there. Um, and so um, we want this person to um, reflect on this memory, this moment. And so when you're writing this letter, it brings this picture, this image of being in a diner back to them uh, to bring them back into that memory. And I just I feel that that would have a little bit better impact on your interlocutor or your counterpart or the person with whom you're writing uh, these emails and or letters. Well, we have other personal examples that we could use. For example, sincerely, that's another one. Um, and that's a real world example. I mean, we could even sometimes ha hear that one or rather read that one, receive that one, or even send that one in business emails upon occasion. Um, um, but in my opinion, it's it's very bland. Bland means to have no flavor. Um, um, it's a bland, it's like toast, no butter, no jam, just, just cooked toast. Um, it's on the list that we agree with, you know, uh, for personal emails is it's, it's, um, it does show affection. It does show affection. So if that's what your intention is, um, I mean, that will definitely be, uh, uh accomplished. Um, but let's say hypothetically, again, let's say we want to paint a certain image for this person. We want to go a little bit deeper and, and, and have a little bit more sales value um, in our emails, whether this is business or personal. Uh, let's say we're writing this letter, you know, and we're sending this snail mail. Uh, snail mail is the traditional post mail, not email. Uh, and perhaps at the, the bottom of the email, you want to say, I'll, uh, at your house before you get this um, because you knew that you would arrive there before the letter actually landed. Um, and that was part of, uh, you know, the cuteness of what you've done, um, you know, but that adds a little bit more to your personal uh, uh, email. Um, but again, anything that you can say in addition to, you know, at least sincerely because of sincerely into which regard or, or to how deep it's it's again what level does this person receive or feel this level of um intimacy um but you definitely want to have something that's welcoming yeah something that makes a person want to write back you don't want to write something that's cold you know saying that cold is something is cold doesn't make you want to come close it just you want to stay away from it um it's the antithesis or the opposite of, of being welcoming, yeah, um, and obviously we don't want to send something artificial, and artificial means without any real feeling, 
Um, we want to be genuine. That means we want to have feeling. And so these sincerely, this love, it can feel artificial. Uh, another one, best wishes. I mean, we even hear this one in a business context. Um, um, and in all reality, we can say that that actually, it, it can feel a bit fake. Um, we know that an all the best can be the same as a fuck you, depending on the context. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be fair. How many times have you written that? How many times have you sent all the best, best wishes or good luck, something of that nature and not truly meant it? Um, and so let's take some perspective to this person. I mean, we, we do miss certain things when we read between the lines of what someone has written us and they may misinterpret what we're saying and you know we don't want the, our best wishes to feel like a fuck you to them um i'm sure you know that you've done that and so now you can relate and so this is why uh i'm going to give you an extreme example and i mean and this is this is an extreme example and a real world example in one i i've been writing all the individuals who've been joining the LinkedIn group on um, LinkedIn, uh, uh, Business in Poland. Uh, we just crossed the mark of 16,000 individuals. Uh, I need to make a video about that and post to the group and thank them for their efforts there. Um, if you're not part of that, I would suggest you you jump on uh, to get in while, while real estate's cheap. <laughs> um you know, because we're doing great things and, 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 you know, we're building some at some alliances and finding some allies, uh, definitely, um, making some steps forward. And, uh, this is why I, I needed to take that one step back to take these two steps forward. Um, hopefully I'm delivering that we're enriching, um, your vocabulary. We're enriching, um, your perspective, of what you are doing with the language and to en enrich makes it more clear, more valuable, of, of more worth, you know, um, let's hypothetically say, a, um, you know, a $50 hammer is better than a, a $2 hammer. Yes. Um, depends on, on what your goal is. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, with the extreme example, uh, which is, like I said, is also the real world example, um, what this gentleman who I've been messaging on, not messaging, but I've been messaging everyone, uh, who's, who've been joining the group, who's been joining the group and a one person, you know, I, I told him welcome. And then he said, Oh, uh, thank you, Dominic, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Oh, you're welcome. Let me know if I could help with anything. It's the same reply I sent to everyone. I want them to feel that I'm, I'm welcoming. I'm in, engaging them and encouraging them to be a part of the community. Um, and then he replied and said, um, thank you so much and good luck with a King's regards. Um, and I, that just resonated with me as in to resonate, to, um, sit in something, spend some time, stay there for a, more, a moment when you enjoy. Uh, maybe you heard some profound information, some the, the I Have a Dream speech by uh, Martin Luther King, and you just sat there for a moment and it just resonated. You just heard it and it stuck and it took over you for a moment, yeah? Um, and what he said, it resonated. Um, he said, 
you know, thank you with a, a good luck with a king's regards. It just painted a different picture, so much so that I'm, you know, telling you about that right now. I mean, that shows that he stands out. And um, when we get to the business end of this, uh, you'll see, um, you know, the business value in that. Um, again, let's uh, keep with the personal examples. Um, another one is thinking of you. Um, you know, um, if you're if you're trying to be honest and not artificial, I would definitely say thinking of you um, uh, with you in my thoughts, something of that nature. Um, that gives it a little bit more personality. One of the pros is that it's it's on the list. Um, one of the cons is that it could be too much or not enough. Again, depending on the nature of that relationship and the context. And again, it's the the problem of how do we weigh these? How do we scale these? versus others are they native or non-native um and which type of language do they find acceptable in these personal correspondence um you you must make these these calls and and, and choose yes uh, another yours truly we, again we see this in business uh as well as in uh personal examples uh you can't really go wrong with it yes i mean if you say it in business you say it in um personal emails uh it's one of those ones which is again is on the list someone may or may not look too deep um but you definitely have the out of it's a generally used and generally accepted um way to end emails um you know and for it feels kind it feels warm it feels present pleasant um the problem is that you know no one ever actually says that you know in person no one ever says yours truly. Um, we do say thinking of you. Well, we do say um, that guy who won't give up, you know. <laughs> um, and I would encourage you to, even in your personal emails, um, you know, use a bit of that personality. Use a little bit of that character of who you are. Um, and I know what you're going to say. I mean, how do you really choose? How do you really... Uh, go through that. Well, you got to sprinkle a little bit of yourself in this. You know, you got to sprinkle a little bit of feeling. You know, sprinkle is when you, for example, salt. When you put salt on top of some food that you're cooking, you're sprinkling salt um, on the top of the food. Um, and so you need to sprinkle uh, a little bit of your character, a little bit of your personality into what you're saying. Um, you know, some things are better than nothing. Um, it's a saying that we have in, in, in English. Um you know, and some of these, the love, the sincerely uh, thinking of you, yours truly, best wishes. Yeah, best wishes and sincerely, yes, it's definitely better than nothing. Um, you can't go wrong with that. Um, you know, and I don't want to make it sound that, you know, you can't uh, uh, do better. Um, I would encourage you to push the envelope. Uh, it's another saying that we have in English uh, that when you want to go to a little bit more extreme, you want to go to the next little level. Um, you know, where certain individuals or certain companies say that, no, this market is not allowed to do this, that we, you know, we only work within these parameters. And then some innovator says, no, we're going to push the envelope. We're going to change that. And we're going to step into this market and, and, and do something even more and even better. Um, uh, next thing you think, then, you know, you got Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. Um, so I encourage you to push the envelope in your speech. Um, 
And also I'll say to you uh, as a takeaway for your personal emails, um, you know, you can't please everyone and you, there must be a takeaway that you have from any, anything that I try to teach you or any uh, information that I try to convey to you, whether that be the business concepts, the educational theory or the business language advice, you can't please everybody. So it's better to start filtering. Um, once I allowed myself to start being myself, uh, you know, I started to find the places where I needed to be. Uh, that'll happen to you as well. Uh, people will gravitate towards you because they'll see you maintaining your standards, maintaining uh, your relationships, um, working towards uh, something for the betterment, seeing you progress as an individual. You know, Tony Robbins says that um, business is two things, innovating and marketing. And, and I get it. I understand. I think that anyone who has seen me on my path can see the level of, of innovation. And here we are doing some marketing. Um, telling, telling others about that. And in these, uh, emails, um, others may have seen you writing some emails saying love, saying sincerely, saying best wishes and truly, but we can also innovate as yes? we can also do a little bit more and we can market simultaneously. We can say, say, Hey, I'm improving my English and I can show you I'm improving my English because now I'm going to end this email with a bit of personality that's going to actually make you remember me because I'm worth remembering. And this is how I'm going to make you do that. And so to that gentleman who wrote me that email uh, uh, that message and said, good luck with a king's regard. I thank you, sir. And I remember. So now we're going to move on um, now that we've covered um, the personal emails, uh, let's get into the business emails. Um, and how can we get some, some real value out of that? Uh, the pros and cons, the choices you have to make, um, and the claims that I'm going to make about these different areas and the different words that you use, as well as making sure we hit the vocabulary. Uh, I am going to take a bit of a break before we get this. You won't notice that because I'm going to hit pause. I'm going to take my dogs out and then I'm coming right back to it. So, uh, see you in no time. <laughs> and magically we are back. Yes. And so we're going to get into writing of, uh, business emails and I'm going to make a claim. And that claim is that you have been being rather boring in your emails. I imagine that can be considered fact or else why would you be listening to this podcast on how to end emails better? And so we're going to get into, uh, the complication uh, with writing business emails and really where does the, the complication lie? The complication really lies in the context, the context between you and your interlocutor or your counterpart, the person with whom you're exchanging these emails, and then you just um, not really using the full marketing value that you have in emails. And so there's some prime real estate. Um, that's a saying that we have in English, uh, prime real estate is just any real value that you have to use that you're not using. Um, and the ending of, uh, emails I would say is prime real estate. Um, we can definitely get some marketing value out of that. Um, and also one of the pros to how you end these emails, generally speaking for the business ones, you can start to build a great relationship. Um, you know, you may be moving into this industry. I'll get into that, um, with this, uh, person with whom you're exchanging these emails and you want them to remember you. Um, and so you could start building that relationship. Um, 
and uh, but ultimately you have to make that choice. And so let's get into some of these examples of, of what we have been using and, and, and what it's really for and the business value we can get out of that, the pros and cons and the choice that you have to make. So simple example, let's say thank you in advance. OK, in business emails, we use thank you in advance very often. Um, you know, some of us use this as our clincher or well, what's a clincher? A clincher is that. Uh, that was a very, very hard, <laughs> see, don't pronounce it that hard. Uh, so a clincher uh, is something that we say at the end of an email, it's the end of a poem, at the end of a book, uh, end of a, a TV series, movie, any play, all of it. It's the thing that we say to, to make sure that whatever idea we were trying to convey, and convey means just to make the other person understand, so whatever we're trying to make this person understand or whatever we're trying to convey to this person, this clincher serves the purpose of summing up whatever we said into this final sentence to have that sort of call to action. And those of us who have backgrounds in marketing understand that a call to action, just that thing that you say or that thing that you do or, you know, that button that you make them click on the website that makes them move towards this action that you're trying to get them to achieve. And so in emails, obviously you're sending an email because you're trying to achieve a goal. And so this call of action at the end of your email can stimulate this person to get done what you want to get done. And typically speaking, when we say thank you in advance, we're trying to stimulate some action. And so the business value, if you want to stimulate action, thank you in advance is good. And that's, you know, a good way to end emails. Again, it's, it's repetitive, it's boring. And also let's, let's, you know, make sure we clear up a little bit with the difference between boring and being bored, because often I hear um, clients make that mistake. So I want to make sure that uh, you get some value, um, not knowing if you make this mistake, but it is a very general one. So the difference between being boring and being bored if something is boring as an, as an adjective, yes, that movie is boring, that show is boring, this podcast is boring, yes, that you, you as a person are bored by listening to it. And so you may say that show is boring and you can say, I am bored by that show. Yes, and those are going to be your two, the, the difference between your boring and your bored. Um, some people may be bored by your emails. And this emails or this email or these emails that you have been writing may have been being boring. And I'm suggesting I'm making a claim that if you want to stimulate action, um, definitely we can go with thank you in advance, but we can be a little bit less boring. We can be a little bit more engaging. We can be a little bit more salesy, uh, get that marketing value, uh, uh, throw a clincher on there or maybe even a callback, you know, refer to something else that you said early in the email um, it just kind of brings the whole email together the same way you would in a presentation. Um, you know, you're going to get a lot of value out of that. Um, so instead of saying thank you in advance, um, thank you for your help um, with this time sensitive matter. Thank you for um, making yourself available on this one. You know, it just gives a little bit more feeling, a little bit more personality. But again, as, as I said, the, the, the real problem is the complication is, is really between you and your interlocutor, your counterpart um, and the business context. I don't know what that context is. And so you must make an educated decision. You must make an, an educated choice on the best course of action for this particular email based on that relationship, based on that context, making sure that you say what you want, you stimulate that growth, but you also don't go too far 
Um, and, you know, and when we talk, when I move on to the third argument, that third argument is going to be on your, you know, sending these emails with some real business personality to go a little bit deeper. Um, so we got the simple example, the, the thank you in advance. And so let's go with a, a real world example. So looking forward, uh, we hear that very often or read that very often in emails, looking forward to your response, uh, looking forward to the meeting looking forward to your ideas. Um, you know, and, um, it is for the business value. It is a bit of a poke. And so what's a poke, uh, a poke is just uh, when you take your finger and you physically touch someone, um, to say, Hey, um, you're poking that person. Um, for example, we have the saying, you don't want to poke a sleeping bear as if there's a problem not being had, there's no point in going where that problem is and saying, Hey, problem, problem, wake up. Yes. Uh, so don't poke the bear. Um, you know, your boss is, is in a mood to fire, fire people. So don't cause a conflict in a company as you be poking the bear. When you say looking forward to, to something, you are poking that person. So it is a little bit of the, the business values that you are going to um, make this person uh, move a bit. But also we can, let's say, have a little bit more uh, value in that. And so there's a pro to this and the con, so a positive and a negative. And so for um, our business professionals who like to be straightforward and to the point, uh, looking, for the, looking forward to the results looking forward to you hitting your KPIs, looking forward to you meeting the deadline, um, that is going to feel a lot stronger. It's going to feel a lot harsher. And hopefully, hopefully you felt that. Uh, but if you are that person in business who has that business personality where you're straightforward, get to the point, no nonsense, then this could be a value to you. And the con um, that that may not feel so good um, with lower level employees. Um it's going to feel demanding. It's going to feel, you know, aggressive. Um, you have to decide on if, if that's what you want. Um, and that's a, a higher level of, of looking forward to something, um, you know, but uh, you have to decide on, on, on how you want to use this language um, and within the business context that you're in. Um, so how about an, an extreme example? Well, let's go with the, the, the most frequently one used, I believe, uh, regards. And so there's many uh, renditions or different um, ways of saying regards. So best regards, regards, and regards, you know, regards, regards, regards. Um, you know, and, 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 and honestly, it's, it's boringly safe. It's boringly safe. You know, you're not going to get remembered by this. You're not going to stand out in, in any way, um, you know, and so uh, you may want to use something a little bit uh, more, uh, not necessarily stimulative, uh, but something that is a bit more or rather a little bit less boring, honestly. Um, you know, instead of saying regards, um, because you are saying, you know, ultimately with regards, um, sort of this, uh, you know, thank you or you're sending some kind of connection. Uh, that's the feeling behind regards um, that you're, you're trying to show a connection between you and them. Um, I would go a little bit uh, deeper in that. Um, I would say regards um, from the wife and kids from the slopes. Um, the slopes uh, is, a, is a mountain, yes, when you are skiing. Um, so the snow-covered mountain is a slope, it's a ski slope, um, whether you ski or snowboard. Um, you know, but saying regards because you have a bit of a closer relationship with this person with whom you're doing business, you may want to say regards from... 
um, you know, the Appalachian Trail because you guys are hiking in, in the you know, United States or regards from the south of France or from the Louvre. Uh, I don't know uh, where you take your vacations, um, but also that gives you a little bit of value, some more business value. It's not boring to get that image of you being wherever you are, but also business value that should give them a little bit of a feeling to not bother you. You know, they, they get the feeling that you're on holiday. You're saying regards from the slopes. That's going to let them know that you're not going to be in, in close contact. You know, maybe you're a person who just puts up a vacation email. But I imagine some of you guys are or some of you ladies are entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs. And, you know, holidays don't really exist for us 100 percent until our wives or our husbands, you know, demanded to be so. <laughs> Um, I think we can all relate to that. I think we can relate to those bosses who, who you know, push us. Um, but in that, uh, we can get a little bit of value on our own without being dismissive, you know, without being cold or rejecting any of our, you know, clients or partners, um, but also subtly saying regards from my holiday, you know, there's going to be some value in that. And, and But you have to make the choice of, that's the picture that you want to paint. And so let's go to something a little bit more personal. Um, you know, so how do we uh, how do we flirt <laughs> with our, our counterpart or interlocutor, uh, the person with whom we're exchanging emails? Um, because we must do that in business sometimes. You know, let's be fair. You know, we know that that woman or that guy is attracted to us and we know we need to flirt a little bit to, to get a little bit closer to that contract or get that in. We, you know, we need people to like us. You know, that's fact. You know, we or, or we do better with those who do. You know, um, you know I, I imagine, you know, that if I try to go and sell what, you know, my, the services that I provide on Mars, you know, no one being there, you know, I'm not going to get any clients. And I can imagine that those who, who see me as alien, um, as, as, as strange as a Martian would, you know, they may not want to buy my services in, in certain regions or, or from certain backgrounds or whatever the case may be. And facts are facts. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but moving forward, if we want to make a connection with this person, if we want to, to, to build some sort of relationship um, because um, uh, we want to build uh, that, you know, connection from this perspective of, of attraction because such things happen in business, um, you know, maybe you want to say something like warmly. Um, it's very subtle. Yes. And, and subtle means not it's not very direct. It's not very in your face. Um, it's something uh, simple. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit vague and vague is a word, which means unclear. Um, you know, and warmly is, is a derivative. It, it comes from, you know, something of affection. And so, uh, the person will have to decide on how they feel about it. They can't feel too strongly because it's, it's warm, you know, it's not hot. It's not cold. It's just warm a little bit more than neutral yes, or, or room temperature, which is, uh, the common temperature or ambient temperature in whatever space we're referring to, um, you know, but definitely I would just suggest that you add some character to it. Um, 
you know, and, and, and the pro and con of this, the pro, like I've already said, is it's going to be uh, that it's subtle. Uh, the con is that they may not, it may not hit, you know, they may not understand. They may just skip over it. They may just not understand that word that you use. Again, it depends on the person with whom you're exchanging these emails and you must make that decision or, or, or you know, you must, you know, make a guesstimate. Um, a guesstimate is, is between a guess and an estimate. So, so a semi-educated guess. Um on on if this is the route you need to go down um i would suggest you make some choice um and so let's go with the business example um all the best uh i i said this uh, earlier with the personal emails or, or best wishes but all the best um um all the best uh, in your future endeavors um you know in your business you know when we in relationships we say that all the best all the best and again that, that can feel like f a fuck you you know when someone ends cooperation with you and you say okay all the best is that all the best or is that all the best fuck you um and so uh maybe you are ending that cooperation and you don't want them to feel that uh because it could be and and we're when we're writing emails you know the feeling gets lost you don't get to feel the intonation that's why punctuation is rather important because when you separate certain statements or, or you know, certain uh, uh, groups of words by punctuation, I mean, colons and semicolons and parentheses, it's, there's so much to be used, hyphens, um, you know, it changes the feeling of what you're saying, but that doesn't get conveyed in text. So you got to be a lot, a very, very careful on which way you we say certain things. And so if we take perspective from from their side it just ended cooperation with seven companies because um covid hit and they needed to cut losses and if you say all the best well they've gotten all the best from you know five other people that was really a fuck you and they know it was a fuck you so when you say all the best and you're just one of those two out of the seven that actually mean all the best you're you know putting them in the bad position to not really feel what you're trying to convey this message that you're trying to, to to give them and so to mitigate that to make it a little bit less damaging um you uh can add uh, a little bit more personality in that um and so um saying something that is a little bit more easily recognizable um you know like all the best okay you know check mark but let's let's take that second step of perspective um, and remember that everyone uses it. Yes. And with everyone using it, there's so much I get lost in that. And so um, another uh, choice for your business examples, maybe you're busy with work and maybe you want to say to this person lost in paperwork, you know, to say, hey, stop sending me emails. And if you are ending cooperation um, um, with great thanks for everything I've learned from you, um, you know, uh, um, looking forward to where we meet further down the road or where our journeys realign, uh, anything of that nature that's going to be like, hey, you know, that guy, that woman ended cooperation like a, a, a human being, you know, and so let's plan for the future because life happens, contracts end. Uh, but if we're still pushing forward in this, you know, these people are going to come back to us. They're going to get a job at a different company where we're going to be working and they're going to need us. And so um, that's the Warsaw market. I think we've all understood that and, and we understand that. And I, hopefully you will continue to understand that. 
Um, and these people move from one industry to another, you know, they, they, it's, it's a supply chain and people jump through it because so much of what is the business, uh, uh Warsaw circle, you know, the business market that I've seen is, is connections and, and who, you know, um, you know, because uh, those relationships are crucial to closing deals. Um, and if that is what the Warsaw market is, then I would definitely encourage the person to, to build more relationships. And in building that relationships, we can use this prime real estate at the bottom of emails to get a little bit closer. Um, you tell me if I'm wrong in that by leaving a comment. Um, you know, we have the social. So, again, I'll plug the uh, LinkedIn page, uh, jump over there, watch some videos, uh, send me a message on LinkedIn. There's lots of links on the website, bespokebusinessenglish.com. Um, and let's get that, that value and this vocabulary that's, that's on this list. Um, you know, so you can start using your emails to close, um, and to close is, is what a seller does, you know, with those clinchers at the end of emails, they close deals, you know, and if we, you say that you are a closer, uh, a person who gets deals done, then, you know, is, are those typical stereotypical cliched, you know, mundane, aka boring, bland emails going to get that done. Um, some people are going to do this and some people are not. And who is going to stand out for the better? Well, you must make that choice. Um, you know, you're educated individuals. Um, I mean, if you're uh, growing as individuals and becoming professionals, then you have some wisdom in your experience to know what you do and don't want to say. Um, so, um, and I know what your potential objection could be, you know, in these emails, what, what is, you know, who has time for this, you know, who has time to think about or, or be so creative, you know, at the end of emails to, you know, think of, of what cool thing to say to this person in English to keep them engaged in, in, you know, the, the relationship that we have, which is only once per month, you know, cause that's how often you send the invoices or, you know, the orders, or you come around every quarter, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I get that, you know, but, but the, the, the answer to that, you know, when you say that you don't have the time to do so, I would, I would say you can't afford not to, you don't really have a choice. You know, there's a, a, a game that we're playing and in that game that we're playing, we have roles and in, in a certain role, you have responsibilities and then the role of being a salesperson, of being a marketer, of being a professional, of a person who wants to climb the corporate ladder or get whatever done that they're trying to get done. If they want to write this personal email and make this person fall in love with them, you need to market. You need to say something that's going to close that deal. That's that's a fact. You know, we, we don't go through life, you know, John and... Um... Uh, thanks because, um, yeah, I'm good at what I do. And that's nice. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to read that. No one wants to, to be a part of that. They want some personality. They want some soul. Um, they want some life. They want what you have and who you are. And I, and, and this is from Gary V and Simon Sinek and, and, and Tony and Tony Robbins, you know, all of these guys, they say this. And so don't take the value from me, take the value from them. They say this, they say the best value that you have is you being yourself. And if you find value in me and what I'm doing in the way that I've now geared these podcasts to the, to, to better the, the information that I give you and the way that I give it to you, then you also need to understand that the value that you have in yourself is exactly the same. You know, you could be doing this as well. I want to make another podcast at some point in the future and, and call it the, the, the glass wall. You know, we talk about the glass ceiling. The glass ceiling is this 
um, invisible ceiling above women's heads um, that they um, haven't been able to break through. Um, and so let's say right now for the United States of America, the glass ceiling um, is vice president because we have a female vice president, but we've never had a female president um, or a certain uh, pay, you know, that men get paid on average X amount of money in this, you know, position where uh, women get paid a lot less. That's going to be the glass ceiling above their heads. But I believe in general, all of us as human beings, there's a glass wall um, that we don't step through, that we can't break through. We, we hold ourselves back because we don't have that confidence. And that's why you're listening to this podcast, because you don't have that confidence to be who you want to be in the language. And I'm trying to encourage you to do that in, 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 in another way, not just by giving you this business perspective or this language perspective, but talking about myself as an individual. Uh, this is me stepping through that glass uh, wall. Yes, that glass wall of me not wanting to be myself or me fearing that someone is not going to enjoy my content as maybe as much as I would like. You know, everybody wants to go viral. Everybody wants to have, you know, a thousand subscribers, but it's a journey, you know, and the, and the journey is, is just as fun. Every time I get one more follower, one more um, listener, it encourages me to do this and not just to do it, but also to innovate and improve. I already know now after doing this one podcast on this, I know how I want to improve the podcast, um, not for the next one, but for the following one, because I already have the next one mapped out. And as I've said earlier, I intend to record that directly after this podcast to catch up a bit. Um, but we got to innovate. And so I encourage you to do that in the language. Um, others are going to be doing that. And, and maybe you don't want to do that. And that's OK. You know, not everyone can win a marathon. You know, maybe you just want to finish. And that's OK, too. You decide on where you are in business and where you are in the language uh, for those who, who want that maximum growth, that maximum value. I would highly encourage you to to be progressive and grow and learn. You know, we talked about punctuation. Uh, there are 23 rules to using a comma in English um, and the punctuation between American English and British English change. You know, I had to turn down an offer with someone um, wanted to pay me um, 10,000 Zlotties to correct a 40 page document of a manual that was going to like 40,000 employees and um, they wanted it corrected in British English. I had to say, no, um, I don't have those skills. Uh, I, I got you on the American punctuation, uh, not the British punctuation, because it's different. And I wasn't about to tell those people that I could take their money um, to do that because facts are facts. Uh, you know, they'd see the mistakes. Um, they'd be mad at me. And, and I don't want that negative PR. So, um, you know, you got to move forward and you, and you got to learn what you need to learn to do that. Uh, that's not my target market of uh, punctuation in the British English. If, you, if you're looking for that, I apologize. Uh, if you're looking for it in the American one, uh, American punctuation, uh, I'm your guy for that. And so um, to bring this section or, or part two or argument two, whatever we're calling this uh, to a close, I definitely want to encourage you to use that prime real estate that we've talked about, you know, poke to them, poke them, you know, punt to them. You know, to punt means to make them uh, feel responsible to to move forward or do some action. Um, so definitely punt to your uh, interlocator if you want to get them uh, stimulated to do something. Leave a mark, you know, say something that's going to make them remember you. You know, uh, I brought that guy, um, you know, with a king's regards, you know, that was that was with that regards, but a little bit higher. And that sort of showed some personality. Um, I don't even remember what that guy does, but it makes me want to look him up and, and, and sort of uh, give him some kind of plug or post for, 
even saying something like that because I believe, um, you know, he left the mark and that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Um, you know, be wary of those or, or be cautious of those words that are going to raise red flags. You know, you don't want to go too deep, uh, but definitely be a little bit, uh, uh, go out on the limb, you know, be, be a little bit uh, ambitious, be a little bit brave, take some risks, um, roll the dice, as we would say, <laughs> um, and, and, and uh, business or in English, but know that the ball is in your court. You know, that means that uh, you have the ball, you have control, you can control the narrative and decide on how you want to use this information within that business context. So uh, we've gone through, um, you know, the complications you have, the, 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 the business value that you can show some character uh, without going too deep. You can show some personality. Uh, you can stimulate some action. You can, um, you know, tell them what you're looking forward to. I mean, that could be very strong or or um, not, depending on if you're the boss, you know, it's, it's going to be strong if you're the boss saying, you know, for example, thank you in advance. It feels, you know, demanding as regards is boring. King's regards definitely stood out. Um, regards from the mountain uh, with the wife and kids, um, you know, is, is another option. You know, maybe you want to be personal. Maybe you want to flirt a little bit to build that personal connection. Um, and then you want that business example of, of being um, communicative of, of where you are and how communicative you can be at the moment but by saying, you know, lost in paperwork or um, in, you know, Uzra and Scarbove for the next seven days, you know, because, uh, you know, you have a lot of paperwork there and it's a lot of time and, and, and so on. Um you know, but that's going to be your business value. So uh, we're going to wrap up uh, argument two, section two, uh, part two, whatever we're calling this. And we're going to move on to the third argument. So as we know, uh, what I teach is about having business personality in the language. And so my third argument um, in this uh, podcast is going to be to use that business personality. And I gave you some examples, some options, some choices to make uh, or to choose from to add a little bit more business value, uh, the marketing value, whether that's in your personal emails or your business emails. But let's talk about with this business personality of, of who you are and what's the real value of using this real business personality. Well, um, as I've mentioned before, I mean, well, what, you're going to do better in the long term. It's a simple fact. Um, in the long term, you're going to do, do better because we don't remember the people who we don't remember we don't remember them for a reason. They didn't stand out, but the Gandhis, as the the, the Martin Luther Kings, as the the you know leaders and the movers and the shakers and the doers and the dancers and the personalities and the characters that we think about in in media and art and politics and fashion and you know whatever field IT you know finance you're in as. It doesn't matter those those characters, those people who step outside the box. Those are the ones who we remember. Um, I would encourage you to do that. And and I think that the thing that stops most people or, or this factor is, is, you know, fear. You know, most people have a bit of fear of, of being themselves. And as I've said, I, I feel that I'm stepping through that glass wall. Um, choosing to be myself and, and be consequent. Uh, you get to see my individual growth. 
uh, that's on display. I've made it a point not to use my fillers. I know that I have been using them some, but I'm giving you the unadulterated version while keeping mindfully interested in what I am and am not saying, meaning those fillers and not fillers, but making sure I hit the vocabulary. And you get to be the judge of that. And, and that's a very vulnerable place. And I understand that. And, and you taking this business personality, you you taking ownership of it and, and putting that out there, I understand that you're putting yourself at risk. Um, it's a vulnerable place where people are going to judge and, and you're not sure on how they're gonna, going to uh, react to you. But I would say choose as filter. You know, it's, it's your life is going to be so much better in the long term when you build those better relationships versus every no one feeling anything about you. Um you know, you just, you just, there's just no connection. You know, it's, it's better to be in, in loved or hated is, is what they say. Uh, but you don't want people to feel neutral about you. I, with idea, um, that I've mentioned many times in other podcasts, you know, you're, you can't be for everyone. If you're for everyone, you're for no one. Um, and I think you need to choose on who you need to be and make the alliances that you need to make. And in that, um, using your business personality of, of being who you are, it's going to be your best way to do that because no one can be you better than you. And again, that's from Tony Robbins. That's from Gary Vee and Simon Sinek. That is your personal marketing value, you being you. And if that means you want to be a little bit more like me or you want to be a bit more like Tony or Mariah Carey or Donald Trump, whoever that is for you, um, go nuts. But we're all chasing something and we all have some benchmark, some idea of, of that person that we want to be. Um, I imagine if you're listening to this, you're, you're, you're oriented towards growth to, to be a better person. Um, but as I would make the argument that you could be a better you. Um, and hopefully in this section, you'll, you'll, uh, start to implement that into, um, um, your emails, you know, and, and the pro to this is that you're going to open yourself up to scrutiny. Some people are going to say, Oh, why did you say that? Or why did you do that? Or, or what's this, but that engages in conversation and you have time to sell yourself. Um, but also it's going to open you up to scrutiny and you, maybe you've done something wrong or you said something wrong or, um, and people are going to poke and prod and, and get at that. Um, um, that's a very real reality for some people, you know, maybe, you know, you don't want someone knowing about one of your previous business failures or, uh, why you lost that job or, you know, the way you ended that relationship because you were wrong. You know, I'm sure we've all been there. I've ended relationships in a bad way. I was wrong to people. I mean, someone told me that I was very rude to them and then I talked to them in a very, uh, negative way. And I said to that person, you're right. You're right. I, I was wrong. I was, I was definitely wrong. And I apologize, you know, and, um, there was no moving forward after that. That was my mistake to learn from. Um, you've had some mistakes, you know, you've experienced, you've, you know, not been a hundred and oh, as no one can be. Uh, but maybe you don't want them to, to talk about that. One of my personal, um, you know, I have personal insecurities as well. You know, I needed to overcome that. Um, but I knew that that would open up to certain comments or maybe a meme or, or something, um, but you gotta, uh, uh, be willing to filter those people out, um, to get to the people with whom you're trying to, to communicate or with the message you're trying to convey. Um, that said, if you want to have some simple example of, of how you can be in, ending your emails, maybe just use a word, you know, for, for my cooperation in, 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 you know, contact in live, I always say, and at the end of every podcast, you hear me say that, thank you for today. 
Well, that's that's our thing. That's what we. That's the that's you know our thing. Thank you for today. Thank you for today. At the end of every meeting, every client um, with whom we have cl classes. I mean, with whom I have classes. I say thank you for today, and they say thank you for today. I say thank you for today at the end of each email. It's at the end of the banners or the overlays of, of what we're doing online, um, you know, because we want to say thank you. I, I feel that appreciation, and I felt like it, it's, it's you know, a standard to say thank you. Um, and so maybe you have some word that you use when you say, maybe you say peace. I don't know. Uh, maybe you say deuces. Um, maybe you say till tomorrow to the next one next time, you know? Um, but if that's your personality and you want to, you know, own it, own it, whatever it is, if it's pickle, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe you love pickles. Maybe you're that person who has a jar of pickles in the fridge at work, you know, um, and people say, Hey John, how can you eat that many pickles per day? You know? And you're like, cause the pickles are, you know, the gold of the, of the earth, you know? Um, and you want to write pickles because you're the pickle guy, but maybe you also write a pickle blog and you have a pickle podcast and, you know, you you have a YouTube channel about pickles, you know, and you want to start um, a pickle, um, you know, festival where, where there's pickle competitions, you know, and if you're you want to take ownership of, of that, I'd say go nuts. Um, because there are some people out there who are in love with pickles. I'm not one of them, um, you know, but there's communities to be had. Um, so definitely, uh, if you say that you want to end this on a word, it, the, the, what one word and that word is pickle, go nuts. You know, there's so much more said behind that because that's who your whole persona is as a human being. Um, so they'll get it, you know, and that's your, your, your marketing value. Um, you know, maybe you're a data person, you know, data, you know, <laughs> Um, and, and that is, is encouraging your, um, you know, facts, you know, that's encouraging whoever's receiving this email to say, Hey, we got to make sure it's quantifiable data for this person, or, you know, let's not give this person opinions because this person hates opinions. And you want to paint this picture of yourself of, of needing facts that because, you know, opinions are of zero value to you, then use that business personality and use that one word, um, you know, and I'll give you, um, a real world example of, I've, been mentioning that I have, um, that I'm creating a course on Patrick, Bet Patrick Bet David's book, Your Next Five Moves. And in that book, we're going to be going through uh, about 20 different grammatical elements and it's 16 chapters. So perfect for the 16 weeks um, of the course um, to get this business value. But while trying to get that agreement to get permission to use this, this gentleman's content, um, you know, I had to communicate and the way that I communicated, I just repeatedly said to everyone with whom I was writing because I didn't know who was behind these emails. But I know I knew that I needed them in that office to have a face, to have an image, to, to have something um, to know me by. And so I needed to implant that I needed to say something. And so in all of my correspondence to them, I called and spoke to someone on the phone even. And I just I said to them, hey, I'm this English teacher in Poland. You know, and I kept saying Polish, English, te Poland, you know, English teacher, English teacher in Poland. And so, you know, I started to get the response, you know, when I commented on an Instagram post um, and they said, hey, are you that English teacher from Poland? And I said, yes, sir, I am. And here's what I want. You know, uh, it took them a few weeks to get back to me, but they gave me permission to use their their, their content in their book. Um, but that's the real world example. I, I just repeatedly said in that context and that one 
um, uh, correspondence that that English teacher from Poland um, and that gave me a persona, a, a, a place, an image that stood out. I don't know how far that made it up the chain or who talked about it. Um, but definitely I got the feeling based on their responses that I became of something of, of discussion within that office. I can't, you know, say that that's a fact. I can only tell you what I felt from reading between the lines of, of what they were saying. Um, but we can see results based on facts, you know, with what efforts on the website, someone has gone through the sales funnel uh, and made a purchase. And so now I know that this is working. Um, I haven't gotten full confirmation of exactly where this person started, um, but as they've already signed up um, during our, our next meeting, I'll be asking that question of, of how did it get to us? I don't know if it was the podcast or the videos on LinkedIn or Facebook, um, some other marketing efforts, um, you know, but we'll, we'll get clarity on that. Um, you know, and, 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 but in this context, I, I would definitely say that you want to uh, um, give yourself some personality and you may want to say, you know, who you are, um, the guy with the idea about the algorithm, you know, because that's who you are or the guy who want the woman who wants to save you 20 percent on something. I don't know. Um, which, you know, uh, method or call to action, which persona, uh, which sort of trigger you want to use um, to get this person. That's up to you. But I would just say uh, choose and use and do something um, that is in relation to who you are as an individual, because, again, that's going to be uh, um, the best for you because it's who you are. Um, you know, we can go with uh, an extreme example. Yes. Um, and so maybe you want to give. Um, someone some clarity um, so that you can get uh, uh, some focus from this person. And so there's a number of different ways um, you can say that and um, with specific emphasis on grammar. Yes. And so that's me Yes, with specific emphasis on a grammar, you know, um, not wanting to fail as um, hoping that I can meet your needs, um, saying something a little bit stronger, a little bit more. Um, accurate, um, hoping that the full order can be fulfilled on time as um, uh, with all of my employees needs uh, being thought of first, you know, um, whatever, something a little bit stronger, deeper, just going more into, in, into extreme of, of who you are as an individual, um, not coming up with some something that's artificial or, or, or something that doesn't really um you know, align with, uh, uh, who you are, um, you know, as an, as an individual and, and the pro to that is that, you know, that will resonate with some and it won't resonate with others. Uh, again, you have to make that choice. It's an educated decision. Um, but there's an option on the table. And so you can be uh, a bit more extreme, um, you know, in the, uh, uh, choice that you make, it's up to you. But again, let's go with that, that personal example that you, whatever you, you know, is, um, I don't know the, if, if you want to say, um, the ice cream guy, you know, or the guy who dances in the elevator, you know, um, um, you know, the, whatever it is that, 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 you know, is your persona that stands out. That's one of the things about me, you know, in my mornings, in my morning rituals, um, I dance on my balcony, you know, I have a cup of coffee, uh, smoke cigarettes. I haven't, you know, grown, um, to, to stop, you know, smoking yet. Uh, uh it's on a to-do list. Um, uh, but it's a journey, you know, 
Uh, but in my mornings, you know, I, I have a cup of coffee, I have a cigarette, and I, and I literally listen to some music and, and get motivated for my day to record these podcasts, to make a document. It's It, it gets me going uh, in the morning. And maybe um, one of my uh, neighbors or, or someone around sees me dancing and they stop me and say, hey, you know, hey, man, I see you dancing on the balcony. And he's like, why? And then I tell him who I am or tell her who I am and what I do. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, contact me sometime. We'll let you know when we need some some English classes. And so, of course, in that email, my email is definitely going to be the guy who dances on the balcony, <laughs> you know, um, because that's who I am. Um, and that's going to be that one in that context. And so even though they, and they vary widely um, and also it's definitely not going to be boring. Um, you can't be boring if you're being who you are. Um you know, and in some business uh, as a business example, um, you may want to say uh, your brand. You may want to have some branding. Like I said, mine is thank you for today. You know, that's that's part of the branding of, of what bespoke business English is. Um, I don't know what your personal branding is. One of my uh, another uh, branding. Um, let's say I don't go specifically with a thank you for today. Um, one of the things about me or one of the things that stand out is uh, I invested in uh, uh, buying a number of suits as marketing value. I, I knew that uh, wearing different suits to offices, keep in mind, going this, you know, prior to COVID, of course, wearing one suit one week and then keeping track of the suit that I was wearing to make sure that it took the full 16 weeks for them to see me in a different suit because I, I tracked it. I knew who I was meeting on which day and I knew which suit I needed to wear for which client. Sometimes I needed to change suits in between in the middle of the day in order to maintain this marketing uh, or this branding um, but that's, um, was my commitment to, to, to achieve the success that I have. And it worked, you know, a number of individuals, I mean, one individuals, uh, um, you know, I'll tell this story later, but he called me into the off his office, um, you know, later in, in the podcast series, not in this specific podcast, but you know, one gentleman called me into his office and, and, and talked to me and said, Hey, one of the, uh, of my subordinates told me that you have 16 suits. And I said, yeah, I do. And, and he said, why? And I said, for this. For this moment right here, right now, it has to get people talking to make someone like you want to have a conversation with someone like me. And that became very fruitful. Um, I'm not going to get into this, all the value I got from that that individual, but the, 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 the fucking genius of this man, you know, uh, um, you know, is, 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 is amazing to take that into the context of the emails Um marketing value or, or that branding example that I'm uh, speaking of, I could have written the guy in with the 16 suits um, because that's part of the brand, you know, or maybe you bring your dog to work, the lady with the dog in the office. Uh, I want to bring my dog to the office uh, whenever I need to go to a client. So uh, I can understand that I can relate to that. Um, but whatever your personal brand is, uh, I would highly encourage you to, to, to use that, to give them some, some Toma, yeah, some top of mind awareness, um, that can be positive or negative. Um, some are going to find, uh, what I say too aggressive. Some are going to find the, um, the language that I use a bit too vulgar. Vulgar is aggressive and, and rude and too much. Um, you know, maybe, um, you know, I, I should be using a little bit more sensitive language to meet the needs of certain individuals. And, and, and I, uh, I'm trying, uh, but also I, I need to be myself because if I'm not authentic, then you're not going to get the real value or, or, or the real motivation that I'm trying to convey or trying to instill. Um, 
that said, uh, for whatever your branding is, I would encourage you to, um, you know, take risk, you know, and I, and, and I know you, you can be afraid of someone seeing you as a weirdo, you know, um, but I would argue that the problem is that they don't see you now, you know, you know, they don't see you at all. I mean, that's, the, that's the real problem. Yes. Uh, that's, that's where the confidence doesn't come from. I mean, that's, that's the lack of confidence. Yes. That they don't see you at all. So yeah, they may see you as a weirdo, um, you know, but, but, you know, test it, try it. Um, let's see. I mean, if that's what we say in business, that we test things, we try things, is that no less true for our own personal branding, for our own personal ads that we put out there? We can't say some shit and just see how, how people react. Um, let's see if this is a joke that we can recycle time and time again. You got to be willing to make those mistakes. And if you don't make those mistakes, if you don't take those risks, then how can you ever really gain knowledge of, of, of what um, will work. So I would make the argument that the insight you should take away from, uh, this section is definitely that, uh, no one thinks of the person, the person who they think nothing of, you know, nothing for the person who doesn't stand out all those, you know, regards people and, um, you know, best wishes, you know, sincerely, you know, it's, it's, it's very bland. It's very boring. Um, you know, and and, and you want to liven up uh, your pot. You want to liven up your podcast. You want to liven up your emails. Um, you know, take some ownership of who you are. You know, and, and be yourself for yourself. If no one else, um, what's the point of doing this if if you can't? Um, uh, but ultimately, you must make a choice, guys. Um, that's going to be uh, uh, whether you say something, whether you say nothing. Um, you know, which level. Um, you got to be who you are. Um, and, and every time you say something, every time uh, we hear you say something, we hear what you say and we hear what you don't. Um, and there's marketing value in that. Um, and, I mean, you should be taking advantage of that, of that prime real estate, you know, and what you say is going to say something about you as a person could or may, might, uh, will, will have depends on your perspective, open up doors or close doors um, and a lot of things in between. You know, you got to but 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 you, you got to make some choices, um, you know, or you're just, you know, just that 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 background noise. You know, you're just a bunch of those emails that just, you know, that just have happened, you know, that, that no one remembers. You know, maybe you just simply want to leave your name. Um, you know, that's just straight to the point. Um, you know, that's going to let someone know about you as an individual that you don't want to uh, waste time. You know, you don't want to go through all those formalities and you want to skip all the bullshit. Um, if that's who you are, then the simple way is just keep it short, put your name and leave it at that. Uh, real world example, the truth. Um, you know, we live in a real world, you know, and, and you know, it's it is going to be freeing to simply tell the truth. Um, and maybe you want to end the email saying on holiday with the wife and kids, um, or, you know, on holiday right after this email, you know, <laughs> just let them know that you're not even going to be around, you know, on holiday right after this email. Um, and then you can throw up your, your away message and that's the truth. And that's going to be freeing. Um, you know, and certain people are going to identify with that and certain people are not. Um, for example, maybe, maybe you want to leave a quote, um, you know, um, from my experience, um, on the knowledge that I have that I've read in articles specifically on the BBC, um, you know, using quotes is not something that is, it's really highly received by social media. Um, it, but it may hit well in an email. Um, you know, maybe, you know, this person is, uh, a fan of a certain poem or a fan of a certain writer, 
um, and you showing that that intellect, you showing that that you know how much you care to 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 connect with this person by uh, looking up this artist or or writer or poet or speaker or business professional, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, maybe you know they're. Um, you know, form a client of mine or something and you want to write to them. And at the end of the email, you say, thank you for today. You know, and that could be your end. I don't know. Um, uh, you'd have to test that, uh, you know, but, but you definitely want to, um, you know, try to connect with them in, in, in a way uh, that tells the truth. Um, maybe that uh, with the quote, you know, uh, uh, making that connection on an intellectual or a personal level, you know, but uh, another um, a personal way that you can, uh, give some happiness to this person. Um, you get to be yourself. Um, you know, again, you, you, uh, may, uh, be seen as a little bit weird, um, but just being straightforward, just saying with the family, you know, uh, on holiday, um, you know, it's, it's, if that's who you are and it's a choice that you can make. And if, if you want to make the choice of saying nothing, you can just write nothing. Um, and it's going to be cold. Um, it's going to be cold. Um, you know, it's, it's, we, it's accepted that this is a thing that we do. And when you don't do it, um, it's going to be, uh, uh, feel a bit, uh, dismissive and, 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 you know, that you're distancing, uh, but maybe that's what you need in that. Um, so it's going to hit well with, you know, people at the top, I imagine, because I mean, people further at the top, I think can relate, um, to, um, you know, giving up some emotion and emails, um, to save some time, um, uh, where I don't think that anyone, um, in business, typically speaking on any lower levels, uh, want to skip those formalities in my personal business experience. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, give me some feedback on that. Um, you know, maybe I need a little bit more perspective and I'm not going to say that my perspective is completely hundred percent correct. Um, whatever that is, you know, use your isms, you know, whoever you are, you know, Maybe that should be one of mine, just um, literally at the end of an email, uh, you know, write, you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, as was one of my fillers. And that's just uh, stating the fact that I know it's a mistake that I make and a mistake that I'm in the process of overcoming. And so that may convey growth to you, uh, but it conveys something. Uh, maybe it conveys that I'm not good enough. Um, that may be and I need to filter those people out. Uh, but if you want to uh, be with someone who is also improving themselves while I'm making a point to to see and have perspective of what you can and can't do and how difficult the journey actually is that can sympathize and empathize, well, that's who I am and that's what I do. And I want to thank you guys for making it through this um, podcast. Uh, we had a, a concrete format. We went through the four different arguments. Uh, the one argument of for personal emails then for business emails, we went through um, uh, the idea of having some uh, business personality or some personality in a language based on who you are as a person and, and the, some pros and cons within all that, some business value, uh, the branding and, you know, lots and lots of information and ultimately the choice that you have to make if you want to simply tell the truth, use a quote, say nothing um, you know, the potential, uh, real estate, uh, uh, um, the prime real estate that is the end of emails, um, you know, and, and, and the difficulty of having to think of all this, but this is why we do this. Yes. We think in advance, we plan, uh, we organize to make sure that we get done what we want to get done to improve and be better because that's who and how and, and what we are. And so, 
um, now you have a, a, a template, you have an idea, you have a way, if you need to listen to this podcast, you know, it's free, do it 20 times to, to write this down. Uh, maybe if, if some people want to come over to the LinkedIn page, if, if you come over to the LinkedIn page and say, Hey, uh, I'm from the podcast and I would like, um, you know, a template, um, for these emails. Um, I've already created this to use it, um, as a guide in my podcast, um, I'd make that available for you guys. Uh, but you got to come over to the LinkedIn. You got to let me know that you're listening. And so once, uh, let's say, uh, 20 people, yes, yeah, so if I get 20 people from the podcast over to the LinkedIn page, uh, send me a message on LinkedIn and say, Hey, um, uh, I'd like that document. I'll let you know how many people have done it once we hit 20. So, uh, motivation to get you guys to share this information. If you find value in it um, and you must, if, um, you're wanting that document. Um, so, uh, let's get this, this network, this group this, of what we're doing, this community of what we're doing, growing, uh, help me in that. And I'll continue to do everything that I can to, to help you because that's who I am. And so we're going to bring this podcast to a close. I'm going to say, thank you for listening. I'm going to say, thank you for letting me, um, have a voice, um, by, by you, uh, providing me with your ears. I want to thank, thank you again, my listener from Bulgaria, um, uh, happy to see that. I'm going to look at the analytics and see uh, what other uh, places uh, or regions are, are supporting the channel. And I'll make sure that I, I'll send a little bit of love out there to you guys. Um, and until the next podcast, guys, thank you for today.